we were also thinking about Tori basically said and she I think I'm gonna have her on the show because to be like like um, the the episode being called something like rookie schools the experts yeah. or rookie or devil's advocate or something like that because she came on she yesterday and she was like Zach if we she was running numbers all day. The, the girl's incredible. Like, has learned so much about investing in like literally six months, and was like, if we buy one home for five percent a year, one home for ten percent a year, so we're spy out of state. Like, I'm currently looking in Missoula, Montana, mm-hmm. and talking to agents right now in Missoula and Tulsa, because in Tulsa Tulsa's. you can buy a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home that gets eighteen to nineteen hundred dollars in rent. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's great. And they're nice homes. They're remodeled. You know, they're going to be older. Property taxes are crazy. Be careful there. They're not, uh, well, they're like 2300 bucks. So. I, was, I paid three grand on a $250,000 home. When I so I've, it's really going to depend on the, the, yeah. the area. Yeah. Um, but like I'm looking in Tulsa or like Missoula or uh, Utah for like 10 percenters because you can do a 10 percent home a year so she's like we do a five percent a year that we move into we do a 10 percent that we do long term and then we buy two 20 percents yeah and she's like that's four homes a year Mm -hmm. and if we do that for two more years then we'll be at our 10 government back loans and then we do two more years from then then we'll be at uh basically she's like we'll be at about 20 homes and she was like, if we just have 20 homes and then we pay those off, then that's what I was talking to you guys about last episode. She's like, we would have about, what was it, 480000 to five, a little over $500,000 of cash flow a year. Yeah. Those things are paid off. And I'm like, yeah. bruh. Count- that's easy math. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's easy math. And that's without rent appreciation. It's, there's a lot of risk in there. I was like, well, I asked, I was playing devil's advocate. I said, what if something yeah. goes wrong? What if, like, right now I got true roots that grew in one of our rental houses plumbing and I'm having to break out the concrete by my pool, mm-hmm. replace the line, put a new clean out, and it's going to be like $8,000. I'm like, there goes all the cash flow from the last two years. But she's like, it doesn't matter because we want the appreciation and the payoff. We're not, it's, it's fine if we're not cash flowing on these because we're going for. 15, 20, 30 years down the line. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's great. She's like, and let's start buying some newer builds. Like we bought that home. I was built in 1972. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, I mean, that's one thing that. What my, do you guys think about that? That's one thing that my dad always says. Everything that he bought, like he started buying when he was our age and they would buy a couple duplexes a year. Your dad's been buying for that long? Yeah. Yeah. And he's. Have they kept everything? No. So that's, mm. that's the thing that, that I'm saying is like. He wishes he would have held on to everything. Regardless, and, and, yeah. Right, but he, I mean. Because he got smoked in 08. Right, and at the time, he he took, kind of built up this portfolio of mm-hmm. single families and duplexes, and then he 1030, that, 1031 in that money into what we're sitting in now. Yeah. And then and then sold this and bought that strip center right there. And so he owns that strip center. Oh, that's cool. But that's like, he, he kind of just transferred into that. But at the same time, he he always says like, Wish I would have had. Wish I would have kept everything. He had a fourplex in downtown Bentonville, and downtown Bentonville was trash at the time. Oh my! And, he, and oh, he got yeah. he got tired of driving up there, and he got he had a tenant that was growing weed in in one of his uh, units. I don't care if they're like, growing meth. Yeah, he was, like, <laughs> he was just like I'm, I'm tired of driving bad. up here, and and uh, I don't want to deal with it anymore. So he just he sold it however many years ago, and and I think it got the the fourplex got bought 
couple of years ago for like one point something million, and they just tore. They just used it for land. They tore it down. Oh my god! And yeah, uh, it was, it's a tough story. I, he told me that the other day, and I was yeah. like, man. But, but that's the thing. Like, I love that thought process, and even at a smaller scale, like thinking through. And I think Josh Williams, back when he was with us, uh, mentioned this as well. But if you could build up, let's just say, ten houses in the next you know, five years, 10 mm-hmm. years, even buy a house a year, then he- here in 25, 30 years, have, having most of them paid off, hopefully maybe all, maybe you can accelerate yeah. that and pay them all off. And each of them are averaging about 2000 bucks a month in rent, which I'm sure it'll be a in, little bit in, higher in than 10 years. That's going to, it's going to be over double. Right. Especially so, if inflation stays the way it is. Yeah. It's like, we're going to, we will see in a, in our time, Four to five people months. are going to rent like literally We'll be old, but like twenty five thousand dollars a month in rent for yeah. a three bed two bath. You is said twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. Just think about it. Like rent thirty years ago was three hundred dollars. Yeah, could be. If you but, take the same aspect ratio, yeah. it's like yeah, which is absurd to think about. There's going to be some serious problems in the country if that's a thing. But but it, I mean, even at the same time, like ten rentals to average two thousand bucks a month. There's twenty k a month right there that anybody could live, live off of times twelve. Um, let's go uh, ahead and start, let's go ahead and start this episode and just like keep talking about this. Yeah. yeah. So this is going to be episode 19. North of Sar- Ar- no- oh. <laughs> this is going to be episode 19. This is July 8th, 2023 on a Saturday of Northwest Arkansas investing podcast. Thank you guys for coming with us. We're just going to jump right into the conversation we were having. And it was about like, what is the tactic? What's the play going forward here in Northwest Arkansas? Because right now it's like all feels hopeless. Like, where am I going to find a deal? Um, I was talking about how my wife was like, let's just buy 20 homes. And then even if they're just breaking even, we'll pay them off. And then when we're 45, 50, we'll have close to $500,000 a year of cash flow coming in. Um, and so I think the question is like, is Northwest Arkansas past the point of ever seeing cash flow again? I don't know. Uh, probably not. Like, th- there's always, you know, there's going to be people on there like, oh, you can find off market properties and get cash flow. Like, of course you can do that, but like, it's a lot harder to do. Like, I've been in real estate for now over three years, and I have yet to obtain an off market property myself <laughs> that cash flows. Yeah. Like, so. I, I'm, I think we're just kind of going to dive into like maybe some market stats, like what we see for the market here. Brandon was just saying that like his dad had a fourplex in downtown Bentonville at a certain time and he sold it, which was hurt, hurt our souls. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's my wife and I have been going back and forth on, well, do we buy right now? Do we just buy, you know, I think we're kind of struggling with knowing the direction we're going, but not knowing the exact target Um, and going like knowing your buy box. I think I think that's a big thing for anyone listening is like know your buy box. Like if it fits these five specific criteria that you have set in place, like if it's above two, if it's built after before, let's say built after 2010 if it's a three bed two bath and it's 1700 square feet or over and it's below two hundred dollars, we buy it i think that's what we're struggling with we don't necessarily have a buy box we're just like looking for a general deal mm-hmm. which is not 
our our like if we have a dartboard, our dartboard's really big. We don't have a real small target we're going towards, and I think that's something that would help my wife and I is knowing our what our targets on the boards. Like if we said we're buying twenty homes in the next four years, which is something that I think her and I are going to be potentially doing, and then paying off those homes, maybe it's something on the board. Um, it would be a lot easier for me to go about my day to day stuff. Yeah, I think there are some. I think there's some realities for us to consider just some data that I I pulled this week and sent out to some clients, but um, realtor.com put an article out that, that uh, on average across the country, inventory is still down just over 50% uh, compared to pre pandemic levels, which is nuts. Supply and demand. I, I think we all know that is the biggest driver in, real estate prices and sales um, continue to go up. Um, they're also median median days on market uh, across the country are, went down to 18 days. The average number of offers on recently sold homes went up to 3.3 offers. Um, th- things are still heating up. We are in the, in the uh, you know, peak of the season. June, July is typically peak of, uh, of real estate sales. And, and so, Anyway, you're seeing, I mean, that all being said, I think North of Arkansas, um, at least in our recent memory, and I think we'll continue at least for the next next decade with everything that's planned, um, typically outpaces what the rest of the country is doing. And the rest of the country is seeing some good numbers, yeah. um, favorable numbers for real estate where inventory is still down an absurd amount and we're trying to build back and, uh, and, and there's still the demand. And so... And then last piece of it, too, is that uh, 31% of new inventory being brought to the market is in new construction, while the, the last 40 years, that number was 13%. Mm, so wow. over double of all new homes being brought to the market are new construction, which we would expect because everybody's locked into a 3% mortgage. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't get anybody to sell, man. Well, that, that's, that's the other thing, too, which is based off the stats that you just said, if the market shifts to a quote unquote favorable investing market, like interest rates go down and prices go down or one or the other, my wife also brought this point up. She's like, do you think we're the only people with cash on hand yeah. yes. to be able, she's like, if Especially the market, right if the Everybody. market shifts to a quote unquote favorable market, it's going to be freaking chaos. Too late. Yeah. Like she's like, I say, we buy something now, even if rates are seven and a half percent, and then if re, let's just refinance in like two year, two or three years. You get an arm for seven. That's yeah, what I'm doing on my house. Really? What's your rate? Yeah. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah, like. But it's seven. It's a seven year term. Seven year term. Yeah. That's why I got confused because. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of yeah, and I think I've heard of some other uh, arms adjustable rate mortgages. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that that you could potentially go lower and yeah. pose more, a little bit more risk, but I, I timed it pretty poorly, but, just, I mean, but yeah, but the biggest I mean, rate. Yeah. <laughs> it was like right as they raised them again. Yeah. But yeah. And then I think Zach on our, one of our last episodes, uh, you set a good rule of thumb for rate buy downs as well mm-hmm. to kind of try to mitigate. What, what was that? Uh, yeah. So it, when you're, when you're talking about buying a home, buying a property, you're going to be given the option to do a rate buy down, which is paying cash out of pocket to get your rate lower. So let's say you're at a your your lender quotes you a seven percent interest rate on this pro- on a property that you want. You can take let's say five thousand dollars and buy your rate down to six point 
4% instead of it being 7. This is just like random ballpark numbers. If let's say at 7% your monthly payment is 2000 and at 6.4% it's 1900. So what you want to do is if the money you put in that $5,000, if you save that over a five-year period, it's generally a good decision. So can one of you guys do, but it's basically you're saving a hundred bucks a month times 12. Yep. So a hundred times 12, 1200 and times that by five years. 6,000. So you're saving $6,000 over a five-year period and you put 5,000 in. So I mean, barely scraping by like you're, that is technically a good decision to put that five thousand dollars in the buying your rate down now if like for me like i'm thinking about like could i put ten thousand dollars down on to putting rate buy down because i'm gonna own these properties for 30 years Mm -hmm. and it generally makes sense for me to get as low as rate as possible so that's a potential option to think about yeah i was listening to a lot of brandon turner this weekend and um what's his new podcast name it's called better life better life and it's it's more self-help than real estate Mm -hmm. but um i just like brandon turner his his outlook on life and like he always relates things back to his faith like it's just it was just really good yeah um but he says like in this stage of real estate like sometimes the the property is the least important thing and the debt is what you need to be focusing on. Um, and it's like, yes, you could buy a better property um, for more money or if you could like buy your rate down and lock it in for 30 years, potentially that's the better option. Um, so right, what, yeah. what, what does he mean by the debt is more important? Yeah, he so there his he has open door capital, mm-hmm. and so they are really focusing in some markets right now. Like I know he said he's in Houston, um, a little bit of Austin, and somewhere else. Um, but his their goal isn't to um, buy like the highest appreciating property ever. Like a lot of little syndications are. It's more how can we cash flow this thing into eternity? And so they, uh, he, he said they've changed their entire business philosophy. They don't pl- have a planned sell date anymore. So a lot of syndications will have, we're going to hold this for 10 years. We're going to sell it. This is going to be the return. They're now putting out offers that are, we are never selling it. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they'll have their plan is like, here's the debt that we have. And so that their most important feature now is the cash flow since they're not selling. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they can find a way to get something that's a 30 year note and it's under 5%, somehow they swing that with private money or fundraising or something. Um, that's more important to them than the appreciation of the actual asset mm-hmm. um, because they're holding it into eternity. So he, their goal is cash flow it with a great, uh, with great terms give out their distributions to the investors when it's uh down the road refinance it give everybody their principal back and then you still own into eternity those cash flows yeah and so they're they're just really focusing on their debt instruments a little bit more Mm -hmm. um and i I don't know where he's getting things under five but he says he is so yeah whenever you whenever you're that big time you probably just call whoever in your phone book has how much cash. do you think how much do you think brandon turner's worth he says they're gonna his, i don't know how much he's worth but his fund is gonna by the end of the year have closed on a billion dollars 
Wow. That's nuts. He's going to hit a bill. That's crazy. Yep. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this all begs the question, like, you might be sitting here listening to us like, well, they just said six different things to do. What do I do Yeah, and, and with my personal portfolio? And uh, if you don't have one, like I got money in the bank, like what do I do? Like how do, what are my next steps forward? And to that, I say, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's really tough. I mean, me and Brandon talked about it earlier this year. Like, oh, uh, sorry, I was burping. <laughs> I, uh, the the goal i mean we think for all of us has always been real estate real estate real estate and with the way interest rates are like some of these bank features are kind of looking attractive like i know a guy who i was going to use for private money um and i was like hey would you loan would you be my bank and let me pay you like four four point seven five interest rate and he goes dude my money market's getting five percent so it's like risk-free 5%. Like I can't really compete with that. Um, and so, I mean, if, if you're sitting on a bunch of cash, there's some options that way. I think you have to have a lot of money for a bank to agree to a 5% money market. But, um, I mean, you can s- cycle through CDs. Um, I mean, me and Brandon have some little, little Roths rolling. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, and I think even beyond that, just back to real estate, I, I don't. I personally don't see Northwest Arkansas uh, dipping in price within the next decade. Um, I think something crazy would have to happen to do so based on our inventory position, based on the things that are planned in the backing that we have for the area. Um, so, you know, I, that, that puts me in a thought that like, man, if I, if I don't just buy something, although maybe it doesn't, uh, maybe I can't cash flow. Maybe like you said, it, it would break even, or maybe I could make, a little bit, um, you know, once I moved out, you know, I think it, it's almost worth the, the purchase and maybe, and maybe a year or two years from now, we just end up selling it, but it, it feels like it's worth, it's not worth sitting on our hands and, and not yeah. doing anything and missing out on, uh, the growth that the area is going to continue to have if you're buying in the right location. And, mm-hmm. and maybe, and maybe the opportunity too is to, either buy a new construction and rent that out or, or buy something that you could add value to over the next year or two years and then uh, sell at the end of it or something like that. It just it just feels like, and I, I have that feeling right now, it's like, man, I just don't want to wait any longer. I want to mm-hmm. get something. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm pressed. I got to think, I'm trying to think in that 30 year mm-hmm. term. So it's also hard because like, I mean, obviously none of us have a crystal ball. Yeah. So it's like, you don't know what's going to happen, but if things continue trending the way that there is, we there in 20 years, there may not be in 10 years, there may not be an opportunity to buy a house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is a really scary thought here. Yes. But it's like, unless you go way out, you got to drive, drive out to Decatur Gentry, grab it, like maybe over there. Yeah. Um, but it's like, is it worth the risk of, of grabbing one of the one of the few assets in t- in the big four towns, um, that begs the question too. That in ten years, like let's say year ten, the market dips mm-hmm. in Northwest Arkansas. Most likely, they're not going to dip below that where they are now. So, like, you're yeah. still going to be in a good position. So, which begs the, which begs the question: like, if we're playing devil's advocate for purchasing right now, I don't 
necessarily think there's like a big scenario that tells me not to buy right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, like there, there, of course, like I mean, maybe yeah. the better scenario is just to keep saving my cash and do something bigger and the economy is going to dip and end a quarter three, quarter four in the next calendar year. But I don't like, let's y'all just want to do like a live anal analyzation. I mean, of we property. can't. Yeah. I'll, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm buying a house right now at yeah. 7% just cause I think I, I want to make sure I get one. Right. Um, I also think that just from like a, uh, economy perspective, like people kind of forget, obviously real estate supply and a supply and demand market, but, um, inflation plays a part of the cost of goods. I think we've all noticed that in the grocery store. And I think we forget sometimes that a house is a good, like it's a, it's a asset. It's a thing that costs money. And so if inflation's going up, home prices will continue to go up just because that's the cost of a dollar. Like, right. And the same thing with rents, like rents is also a good, and it's something that you pay. And if, if inflation right now is at 9% and you're paying $2,000 a month, I did the math in 30 years, if it stays at 9% for 30 years, it's $26,000 a month. But yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, morbid thinking like that's, yeah, that is like, a possibility. Like, and what's your typical, your typical inflation rate three. ideal is like two to three, two to three. Right. Yeah. So it having, having your money sitting there and obviously everything we're saying is if it's in within your financial means to right. be able to purchase, then we, I think we would recommend to try to do so because of, uh, the realities of inflation, even just your typical inflation, I think where where the government would like us to be, or the Fed, I guess, mm -hmm. would like us to be, is at a two to three healthy is two to three uh, inflation rate. And so, think about your money sitting, and and there's obviously a lot of investment vehicles out there, but if your money's just sitting in the bank, uh, and inflation's at a two to three percent, which as of the last however many years we've been much higher than that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's losing value yeah. while real estate is continuing to gain value just by, you know, I mean, your your inflation. So, you yeah, know, just something to think about. That would make your two thousand dollar rent like seven thousand, by the way, if it's at two to three percent in thirty years. Yeah, it's literally triple. Nuts. I just like I have a hard time seeing a scenario where like me purchasing a house right now, especially under three hundred thousand, like ends up like being a detriment to me. Yeah, like. I Hey, crazy! I'm talking a lot of Brandon Turner, uh -huh. but he said the same thing for the big houses. Really? So, like, he bought a. This is obviously not feasible for us because he's in Maui. But he was billion. But five years ago, he bought a 1.7 million dollar home that had three units and rented out the other two, uh -huh. and um, it appraised like six months ago for four million dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> and and you so, just pull that cash out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, here's the thing, too, is, um, oh, gosh, what was I going to say? Rent something. About under 300000 Yeah, I was going to say something. I had a bunch of wisdom to say. I don't know. Let, let's, let's, walk, let's walk through this deal, um, actually, that Tori and I are thinking about doing. They're, like, probably going to put an offer in next week. Well. It's on 9. It's uh, Actually, I'm not going to tell you all the address because you might buy it. <laughs> Good idea. Cool. It's in Centerton. And it is a three bed, two bath, eleven hundred square feet. It's like a modern build type home. Um, and I know the numbers in this area because I've sold five of these new builds, actually six of these new builds to six of my clients. So what we're going to be looking at is 
a purchase price of 231900 which is pretty darn good. It's that price because it's only 1100 square feet. Uh, closing costs, I'll, I can get most of my closing costs covered, so I just put $1,000 in there. This is also the Bigger Pockets uh, cal- rental calculator tool. I'm going to do 20% down because 20% down on 231 isn't a crazy amount. I'm going to put my interest rate at 6.5%, so I'm just going to buy it down just a little bit since I'm saving some cash on my closing costs. Um, loan term is going to be 30 years. Gross monthly income is 1800 I know that because I've rented two out in the neighborhood, same price. Property tax monthly is 183 which is accurate, and insurance a month, $83. Um, do you guys want to do it with repairs and maintenance and everything, like calculate all that in, or do you just want to do straight up? You have a... Uh it's new build, so I don't guess you have to. Uh, I mean, there's not going to be... Re- it might be it's not going to be crazy. I mean, if I just put 5%, 5% across usually the board, pretty standard, like yeah. vacancy, 5%, capital expenditures, it's a new build, like I'm going to put 0%. Um, management fees, 0 because I'm managing it myself, and there's an HOA fee of $75. So if we finish that analysis, it's $106 a month of cash flow at a 2.69% cash on cash return, which like isn't great, but... So. You how much cash flow? Hundred and six dollars. At least it's positive. And if yeah, at least it's right positive. Right now, you know. <laughs> and if and if uh if I go back and I take off like, let's just say, I get it filled. So vacancies is zero percent, and there's not really going to be anything that breaks on it. It's a brand new construction, and I get it covered. So if I update that, then it's two hundred eighty-six dollars a month, seven point two five percent cash on cash return. So with that, it's like okay, like that's a that's and and it's in a good neighborhood good area it's like centerton like a little bit west centerton so like everything's pushing out that way it's like there's no way in five years that i don't look back on this and go so glad i bought this yeah so especially if it's breaking even to cash flowing i know kyle listens my broker listens to this he's gonna be like why do would you buy things to just break even but um my wife's devil's advocate would go well, there's nothing that cash flows on the market. So yeah. there's, uh, you know, a lot of people that are potentially giving us advice or like bought stuff where like things made sense, but it just like wasn't as popular. And now it's really popular. And so like, what do we have to go out on a limb and go, okay, I know this might not seem face value good, but you know, I'm doing stuff for the future. So yeah, it's, it's all about baby steps, I think. And, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and maybe it's not, going to buy 15 20 but i think at least just starting that trail of of buying and and holding uh i i just don't see you regretting that i don't i would i don't think i'm gonna regret doing something like that here's a question would y'all do that deal yeah i'm gonna say no here's why i don't i don't like the smaller stuff yeah i like the other i mean i would do it based on the numbers yes yeah i like i like backyards and i like things that are over my smallest is like 1250 yeah. it's about to be 1100 but that's because i'm living in it oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're moving out of that one and renting it it just doesn't fit my strategy mm. but if i was just if you didn't tell me what the house was like and just show me the numbers i would say yes yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah there's definitely i think on it like if i showed it to 10 investors i think it'd be like probably split 50 50 mm-hmm. like five of them would be like yeah and five of them would be like eh, too small no back it's no backyard no garage yep 
who just have parking spaces. And so it's like a, it's more progressive of a neighborhood than we're used to here as well. Yeah. But what, that's like the ideal rental, though. Yeah, it's the ideal rental. And it's, you know, it's everything you need in a home. And they look kind of cool from the outside. I mean, some people hate them. But, um, you know, it's something where for $41,000 out of my pocket. Oh, here's what I was going to say. Everyone thinks that you're taking, let's say that $41,000 I got to spend on that. They're thinking, I have to take this money out of my account and I'm just like throwing it to a house and I'll never see it again. If you reshift your mindset to go, I'm just repurposing my money and now my bank account is this house. Like I, I repurposed this money. Instead of a CD, I took $41,000 and instead of it's in my bank account, it's in this house and it's actually appreciating. Like this money's growing now because I put it into this house. It's just, it's harder to get your money back out of that house. Like you can't just go transfer real quick and you have it, but you're, you're just taking $41,000 and putting it into an asset that's going to grow. So it's just yeah. a repurpose and a shift of mindset that a lot of you guys listening, like have to get out. If you're like, I work so hard and I, I'm even in this, like I have, we've been saving, saving money. And I'm like, I have all this money and I've worked really hard for it. It's like, it's kind of hard to take. I feel like I'm in some of my client's shoes. Like it's hard to take that next step now because I worked so hard for this money, but it's pretty easy for me to make that mindset set shift. And you'll have to do the same as go, I'm just repurposing this money. I worked hard for this so I can put it into a real estate asset so that I can be more free down the road. So that's yeah. that's something you guys need to be taking into account is you're not losing the money, you're repurposing it. Yes. So I love that. Agreed. It's um and also if you have a significant other that you're trying to convince about real estate, that lesson right there should be number one. Yes. Because that's one of the hardest things for for people who aren't versed in, in finance, um, to understand that like yeah. cash isn't the only thing that has value. Yeah. So. Yeah. Man, I love that. I love that Tori's challenging you though in this and, and, uh, and tell me which what is I'd good, like. man. You need, I think, I think the more that you, I I know you've, you've pushed her in the past mm. to this point and you've kind of helped and educate her and then she's really taken the reins and and uh educated herself over the last six months or however and and yeah. uh, it's cool to see how then now that y'all are running in the same really i mean lockstep seems like in the same direction and pushing for the same she's thing. playing she's like it's really cool to see all the perspectives she has because she's like the rookie coming into it and like well why don't we do this and i'm like well i i i guess i don't have an answer i don't know and so like i'm like my my the lines in my brain like the connector cords are like buzzing i'm like i don't understand how to connect those dots because i've yeah. just been doing this this way and so she's coming alongside and asking all these new questions like well why don't we just buy continue to buy homes for the next 10 years regardless of the market and make sure they break even to cash flow a little bit and then we pay them off yeah and i'm like well so good because I don't know. <laughs> like, exactly. uh, like, and, and there's going to be people listening to this. It's They're scary. like, well, because of this, this, because I'm scared because man. of this, 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 and this. But like, I was, I know I, I usually have all these things to say. And yesterday I was like, Oh babe, I, I don't know. I was just getting frustrated because she was asking me questions. That I have answers to. Yeah. And eventually like, you know, just a little life thing here. Like we we're sitting at dinner and we kind of been arguing, like we took all day yesterday to just run numbers on things, figure out plans, and like I noticed myself throughout the day getting more and more frustrated with her because she was asking all these questions I didn't have the answers to. <laughs> and like 
she was like, well, why don't we just buy four homes right now? I'm like, because that's like almost all of our money. That's why she's like, well, you'll make more money. I'm like, well, you're right. <laughs> but then that'll be all my money gone. Yeah. She's like, well, you're going to make blah, 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 blah next month. Like who cares? I'm like, I can't, I yeah, care. Like, I care. I really I, she's like, is it a pride thing? that you need to see money in your bank account. I'm like, well, mm. maybe. Mm. So, yeah. so, but then I were sitting at dinner and I was like, I just stopped and I said, Hey babe, like, I just want to let you know that I love you so much. And I'm so sorry if you felt like I was working against you. I want us to work together as a team. And I thank you for these questions that you've been asking me today. And I want to push together forward as a team and not just, you asking questions I don't know the answer to and getting frustrated. I'm sorry if I got my, my pride got out of the way. And like that went like a thousand miles with her just to like take a second to go where I want to be a team. I'm sorry for being frustrated. You're asking, you're asking good questions. I just don't know how to answer them. So I'm sorry for being a bad communicator. So sometimes like yeah. men or, or woman, if you're listening to this and your spouse doesn't necessarily get the point, like, or you don't get the point, like it's good to like take a deep breath and go, we're in this as a team and we need mm-hmm. to do this as a team. And if you guys are both not pushing towards that direction as a team, like you will be a rookie level investor for the rest of your life because yeah. you're, you're both not going to be pushing towards the same, the same thing. No doubt. I yeah. think, I think something that we have to continue to understand as well, because I think we all have some kind of security when we see those numbers in our account. Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, it feels good to have this, but I know I need to invest. Yeah. Like Grant Cardone always talks about how he's broke or real estate guys are always broke because <laughs> yeah. they just employ, deploy every bit of their cash into real estate. And I think, you know, there will always be a reason not to buy or there's always going to reason going to be a reason not to go to work out at the gym or there's gonna always going to be a reason not to serve your wife in this way or something like or that. Golf. I think- yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think I think when you take a step back and figure out, I guess the long term vision and and put those pieces together of what you're working towards, and um, you know, it, and keep working towards it and being persistent. Then. That's a great. That's a great point you just said. Is there's always going to be a reason not to uh, not to buy, and that's what Tori said yesterday. She was like, she was like, hey, um, Zach, you're you're saying all these reasons not to buy. She's like, there's always going to be a reason not to buy. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the interest rates are going to drop and then the prices are going to increase. And that's going to be a reason not to buy. Or the prices will decrease and interest rates will rise or we'll have more people flood the market. She's like, she said the best time to buy was yesterday and the second or the second best time to buy was yesterday and the best time to buy is today or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a great quote. It's mm-hmm. uh what's it? Best time to buy was 30 years ago and the second best time to buy was is right now. Yeah. Or something like that. I was yeah. like, gosh, it's like making me frustrated that I can't answer your questions perfectly. Yep. But it was a it was a it was a good conversation for sure. So uh, yeah, just make sure you're talking to your spouse when you're making these real estate decisions and because they're your biggest teammate, they're the people that if something goes bad and you can't fill a renter spot for two or three months and you're paying 2000 bucks a month out of your pocket, they're the one that you can cry, you're, you can cry on their shoulder because <laughs> yeah. you, your banker ain't going to be letting you cry on his shoulder. He don't nope. care. You, you better, you better make those payments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All That's right. Awesome. You want to wrap us up? Yeah, let's wrap us up. The sun's shining. Your boy might golf today. Amen. Um, Brandon, you golfing today? I am golfing today. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to Dogwood, Bella Vista. Ooh, baby. Yep. Love it. Isaac? I'm probably not golfing today. Yeah. I have a big test coming up. 
for my Series 65 on Thursday. Yes. So I'm on, hit, hitting the books. Yeah, I'm working um, today. Possibly I'm golfing Monday morning with RP Josh Williams. Tomorrow. Oh, nice. nice. That'd be great. So well, I've thank got, I've, And just before we get off, yeah, we all got to say where, where they can find us. But, yes. But yep. big news for me, um, put in my two weeks. Uh, Let's go, baby. At Walmart Corporate. And yep. Going full time, real estate agent, and a few other things that that I'm going to be pursuing. But um, excited to get to run alongside these guys and and um, just continue to be a part of the real estate community here in Northwest Arkansas. Congratulations, Brandon! Congratulations yep. to uh, putting in your two weeks. She's going full time real estate. So uh, get out there and support Brandon. Yeah. Hey. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Bet on yourself always. Brandon, where can they find you? People can find you? Selling was still Instagram. Look me up on Google, whatever. Heck yeah. You look me up on, just type in Zach Stanley Realtor. Just surpassed like 26, 27 five-star reviews. Let's go, baby. Big time. A couple of those are from mom and dad, but shout out. Shout out. (laughs) And uh, just type in Zach Stanley on Instagram. You'll find some dude that looks like me. Yeah, and um, I'm Isaac Johnson everywhere. I S A A C. If you put two S's, I don't even want to do, we deal with you anyways. I don't want business. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Love you guys. Love you guys.